up everybody have you heard the news got a brand new show that's breaking all the rules started out from and now we on the move from local to global because we got something to prove came from the bottom now we at the tippy top to hold it down for our people because we all we got this is cold cold world but we're keeping it hot Sound Lounge rocking with your favorite podcast. Wait a damn minute. Listen on all platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Title, Spotify. Y'all, Y'all know, know the vibes. vibes. Tune in. Welcome to another episode of Wait a Damn Minute Podcast. Today is Thursday, January 27, 2022. Today is season four, episode 11, four of four of the influential people of Hampton Roads. I actually did that, y'all. Four. <laughs> the tongue twister. Yeah, it, it actually was. But hey, I made it through. But anyway, um, today we have a special guest, and his name is Mr. David Wilson. So, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Wilson, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. And yourself? I'm here, so I'm good. I'm good. Thank God. So, Ms. Go-Getter, how has your day been? Monday's been productive. Doing what? Working. Working. Okay. How have your day been? Doing nothing. <laughs> no, okay. actually, I worked, I worked a lot today. Actually, I, I did. I was I was real busy today. A very productive day, as you would say. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I earned my keep today. Oh, way. good. Finally. <laughs> but anyway, Mr. Wilson, before we get started, I want to actually thank you for accepting our invitation. I know it's kind of strange, somebody DMing you, you know. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but being that we made a post and asked about the influential people in Hampton Roads, your peers thought enough of you to post you. So in in actuality, like how did it make you feel when you when you read it? Uh it actually caught me completely off guard. How? Um, I'm not one of those people that puts myself out there mm-hmm. like that. So for someone to put my name in, um it was definitely shocker to me. Okay. Um, it definitely made me feel good as well to know that someone thought enough of that. But I'm the type of person I like to stay as far in the background as possible. Right. Push everybody else up front. So for this to pull me out, I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. thank that's you. me too. Yeah. That's that's me. I, I understand. But you know, me. it's time though. You know, just like I was explaining to you when we were all talking prior to the episode, it's 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 your it's your time it's your season so why not walk in it with confidence and get your flowers yeah. while you're yet here there is a time in the season for everything and mm-hmm. i'm like you say maybe this is that time so right. whatever god is doing i'm just along for the ride do what you do exactly <laughs> on you on you on cruise control oh definitely just like me okay so now that we got that all out, out the way um can you please explain to our well Introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners. Oh, wait again a minute. Okay, where to start? Well, 
born and raised in Chesapeake, Virginia. Um, born to David A. Wilson Sr., my father, uh, my superhero, my mother, Miss Ellen Wilson. Um, I am the oldest twin of three sons. Um, okay. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, what did you go to school? How did you, you know? But it's up? like that sometimes. Don't feel bad because it's yeah. like that sometimes. Sometimes it's hard, especially when you're not the person that's always talking or in the front. It's hard to describe yourself or talk about yourself. Yeah, and I don't like talking about myself. Why? But, yeah. well, why you don't like talking about yourself? I'm the per I'm really the type of person that I'd rather just melt into the background, blend like in. Yeah. I don't like talking about myself. And people either. think it's crazy because they see me up front doing so much, but they don't mm -hmm. realize I'm literally forcing myself to oh. actually do the things that I'm doing because mm -hmm. I like to stay in the back. In the back. Okay. Yeah. So what else you want to tell us about this? Uh, she stuff? asked where I went to school. I'm um, mm -hmm. Chesapeake Public Schools. Um from there I went to after graduating. ITT Technical Institute. Oh, you went ITT? You yes. know, I went there too, and they, and they took all that all that money. But go ahead. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Right. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, and from there, years down the line, after um, I started my business, I decided to go back to school, and I went to Stratford University. Okay. So, and what did you go to okay. Stratford for? Business administration. Okay. okay. You skipped one part, though. Mm -hmm. You went from ITT. Then you <clears throat> mentioned vaguely started my business and I went to Stratford, but you didn't tell us the business you started after ITT. <laughs> I started my own uh, men's clothing line, D'Anthony okay. Design, the Apparel of Kings. Okay. Um, I started that, actually it started in 2008. Mm -hmm. um, 2013, I actually made it official. And let's see, in 2020, um, during the pandemic is when I actually went and applied for my LLC. So now I'm officially a LLC okay. to separate my business from my personal. Right. Um, and then 2013 is when I actually went back to Stratford University okay. because when I started my business, I wanted to make sure that I knew the business aspect. Right. I don't want to depend on everybody else to do my stuff and I know not, not know what's going on. So yeah, right. that's why I went back to school for that. Okay. Um, both of my parents are also entrepreneurs. So that's like the driving force behind me wanting to be an entrepreneur as well. Okay. So you, yeah, so you kind of came up that way. So you kind of something that's something that you always wanted to do. Definitely. Okay. Well, I get it now. Um, let's dig a little bit into you far as your, the mentoring and stuff like that with, with the kids, like give us a little bit about that. How I actually got into it. Um, in 2005, um, a very good friend of mine, Jessica Freeman, she approached me mm -hmm. with a, a ministry that she had called Arise, is the Arise Youth Conference. Okay. And it was based off of the scripture in Mark where um, Jesus went to, I think it was Jairus and his daughter, where his daughter had died. Mm -hmm. And everyone there said, oh my God, she's dead, she's dead. And when Jesus came, he said, no, she's not dead, she's just asleep. Mm -hmm. Damsel Arise. He had to clear everybody out of the room that was sitting there crying, going in, you know, like we do when mm -hmm. people die. Right, yeah. Like, no, y'all got the wrong the idea. Mm -hmm. Move out the way. Let me take care of this. Mm -hmm. He stretched forth, called her up, and then she got up. She was just asleep. So we liken that to our youth in the mm -hmm. community. There are so many young people that have dreams and visions, but they don't have people to inspire them to actually go further and pursue those dreams. Right. So correct. it would seem like 
after a while, those dreams are dead. They're just gone. No, mm -hmm. those dreams are still there. Mm -hmm. Right now, they're dormant. They're sleeping right now. Right. Okay. So we want to pull those young people out to actually inspire them again to pull those dreams up. So it's time for you to live. Go pursue. So that's where that came from. Okay. So now when, you, when you're doing that, like how many, is it a certain amount? Um, is it, well, first of all, it, it's like a two-part question. The first one, is it just boys and girls or and then two what is the requirement in order like who is it that you guys seek and how do you seek them put it that way it originally um started what well, it's always going to be both male and female okay so there's no restriction on gender at all um we've tried to focus on middle to high school however the last year that we did it we actually opened up to elementary school as well and a, a part about that, we actually had a young elementary school lady that went to her mother said, you know what, I want to do something for the kids in my age group. So okay. she actually, an elementary school kid, developed her own curriculum. And she mm. brought it to us. And we were like, well, sure, why not? So we gave her the opportunity to present it, And we brought in elementary that year as well. Um, but what we do is a mentoring aspect where we bring business owners from the communities. Um, we have medical careers, music, both, both instrumental and vocal, mm -hmm. engineering, STEM education, um, cosmetology, culinary oh, arts. All. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. We want to provide whatever avenue that we can to give you hands-on training of what it is that you want to do. Okay. So that way, when you actually get a feel for it, you can further say, okay, this is what I want to further pursue. Let mm -hmm. me go, okay. or this isn't what I thought it was. Let me look at something, something else. else. Right. Okay. Yes. So, so, so the young lady that approached you, why did she approach you? Was she already involved in doing youth um, mentoring? She is a youth pastor. Um, okay. She started at her church in New York, um, Faith Mission Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. She came down here to be a student at Hampton University. Oh, okay. Um, she's actually one very much so one of the smartest people that I know she's actually was studying to for her doctorate in physics. Mm. Yeah. Okay. She wants to work for and NASA and all this? that. Dr. Jessica Freeman. I'm calling her doctor now because yeah, it's coming. Oh, That's yes. right. Yes. That's right. Jessica A. Freeman. She is the president of the Arise Youth Conference. And so this February, usually every February is when mm. we do it. And this February, coming up to 17 years that we've been doing it. Wow. Okay, so you've been doing this mentoring program for 17 years? Yes. Wow. The last, before COVID came, the last um, conference that we had, we had over 500 youth register and about 90% of them actually wow. came. Wow. Yes. Really? Yes. That's so great. when you first started 17 years ago, do you remember how many um, students you had registered and participated? There were maybe about 40 to 50. That's good that for came. the first start. Yeah. So now you're up in the hundreds. Yes. Mm -hmm. Really? So how often do you do it? Is this like a every week, every month, once a year? It's every year in February. It's usually the weekend of President's Day because that's when the kids are out of school to, mm -hmm. to get a free break. Um, but what we're trying to do as well is branch out to do like so when spring break comes, have a program during spring break. Okay, gotcha. When the summer comes, do something during the summer to keep them engaged all year long. Because, you right, know, when right. you come just once a year, you get it. 
But then by the time you do everything you else, home, yeah, you probably right. forgot it. Yeah. So it's a once a once a year for a weekend, and you have all these things. Friday, Saturday, Friday night. Um, we start with maybe like an opening service right. celebration. Saturday during the day, all day long from the morning until lunchtime. You're in classes you can pick up to two tracks that you want mm-hmm. so that way it gives you the opportunity to study different areas okay um then we break for lunch we come back for an afternoon session and then we have a big closing celebration every year where the, the kids get to put on display all that they learned during the week oh, okay so what did you guys do if you can recall what did you guys do to increase those students to get them so interested to have that many students interested in coming because that's that's good it's Dang. really having people to really be invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons why a lot of our youth don't come out is because the people aren't really taking the time anymore to really invest in them. Right. So to have, so if a young person were to come up to me right now and say, hey, I want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And if I know a doctor, I'm not going to just say, okay, well, that's great. You go ahead and you be a doctor. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to do all that I can to link you with someone that can give you great insight on what it is to be so when they a lot of them are church kids um Mm -hmm. which is great because you know well i'm a church boy through and through i grew up (laughs) in church i'm not that deep you know speaking in tongues rolling in the floor but i keep it real with the youth youth, on on the level that they are right um so they feel comfortable coming in and talking with me about certain things because they know i'm not i'm gonna give you the word right but i'm not gonna just be like okay but you you can't do nothing but just live. No, there's oh, a whole yeah. life out here to it live. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Wow. So now uh, that's the, that was gonna be my next question because, um, Black Guru asks, "Is it a Christian-based program?" Yes, it is. Yes, okay. it is most so, definitely. And I and I and I think you know, and go along with what with, with what Miss Gogetter said that the program by being 17 years, it kind of speaks for itself because maybe the kids see. You know, they they have heard about it and they may be eager to want mm-hmm. to join mm-hmm. or be a, be a part. And I think right. that it would do them much good if y'all if you guys do like you just said, as far as on the breaks, because it gives them something to look forward to, mm-hmm. keeps them out the street. Right. You know, and yeah. um, yeah, that that would be that would be good. And I'm sure, like, let me ask you this. As far as the the cost of it, like, do they have to pay for that? It is completely free. For 17 oh, years, wow. we have never charged a dime. What? And God is amazing because anything we've ever needed, we've prayed, we went out, and then everything has been given to us. Wow. We don't charge for food. We don't charge for the, even the buildings that we've had. They've opened their doors to us completely for free. We even partnered with Thomas Nelson Community College one mm-hmm. year. They opened the doors completely for mm-hmm. free, gave us full access to their, like before our medical careers, we were able to take our students into where they have the actual lifelike mm-hmm. mannequins. So you could see, okay, this is what it's like to give birth. This right. is what it's like to X, Y, and Z. So many opportunities that have come up. Um, I have a friend, Mr. Matthew Caldwell. He's actually the band director at Phoebus High School. He's come every year and taught our instrumental class. And mm-hmm. to see the kids literally almost running in to get in, they don't even want to go to the other class. They just want to sit. Right. But it's because of the personalities of the teachers that we have that engage them. The energy, saying, I want yeah. to get, yes. So, so yeah. over the last 17 years, like your early your students that came early on in earlier years, have you had any of them like go on to become 
what they, you know, said they want to become or either even come back to speak mm-hmm. and participate in a mentoring program themselves. Yes, we've definitely had every year, majority of them come back. They're okay. looking forward. Um, some have gone off to college because like so we middle to high school, some mm-hmm. may be in college right now. But yeah, we've never had a, a we've never had a bad comment about what we do. Now that I'm thinking about us. That's that's actually amazing <laughs> to be able to say that. It yeah. is, it is, especially to um, maintain that and then increase it over seventeen years without a decrease. It's actually increasing, and then it's free. So that means you guys are providing for one hundred, two hundred, four hundred, five hundred students. That's amazing. Yes, ma'am. It God is. is good. So now let me ask you this: far as the the curriculum, well, the the workshop and stuff that, that you guys do. You stated that you have people that are actually in that profession that is actually over those classes. Yes. Wow. So now, how do you all get those people? They, do they do they do you ask them or do you just get they just kind of like volunteer? We do ask them, and they are on a volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. Now, the majority of them that come every year is like, look. They're coming to us. When are y'all doing the next one? Right. So they can join again. They're ready. Yeah. Um, but we will never turn anyone away just because we have someone that we've been working with for years that does the music portion. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we're not open to someone else coming Somebody in. Somebody else, right. Because we have so, like you said, over 500 kids that came the last right. time. We need as many hands as possible. Even those just, just volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we have also done is we've opened it up to, we have so many youth leaders, um, in these churches mm-hmm. that are like, look, well, we want a class too. So mm-hmm. even we've had adults to come and be a part of it so, and right. they really enjoy it. Wow. Um, you know, I, that's, that's, that's really good. That's really good because that would be something that you guys might want to branch out to. And it's shocking that after all these years, you guys haven't branched out into doing it like several times a year, but what about other cities or any city, any student or just, Right, it's, it's crazy that you bring it up. So right now <laughs> we are mainly we're on on the peninsula side, Hampton. Okay. Um, but that's where we've been able to find most of the places where people are willing to need. donate. Right. Yes. Yeah, okay. However, um, like I said, we started in New York City. Mm-hmm. We want to actually branch out and take it to every on city road, for every right. state. Yes, right. because it's not just something for here. We can be mentors to anyone anywhere. That's right. And a lot of people yeah. don't realize it's it's not just contained to your own community go out into the hedges and highways yeah and compel them to come that's, that's right absolutely absolutely i you know and and i don't know that she probably feels good and i'm sure you do too but for you what does it do for you like how does it make you feel when you when do you guys put in that hard work and you see the kids that you know the excitement in the on their faces you know um see that they how eager they are to be there how does it make you feel Oh, it makes me feel wonderful. Most mm-hmm. definitely. I don't have any kids at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't look to have any kids. Right. Um, so all of these are my kids. That's right. So when I see them come in, I may not be able to remember everyone's name, but I remember every single face. face. That's right. I remember the, the interactions that I had with them last year, the year before. Mm-hmm. So now I'm able to tell them, look, we talked about this last year. How you doing now? Right. Okay. okay. I can okay. see your progress. Good. Right. So, yes. That's exactly what I was going to ask you too. Have you have you have a, ever had kids that come and you see them struggling with something? Have they ever confided in you? You know, saying, "Hey, um, Mr. Wilson, hey, Mr. David, or you know, whatever they call mm-hmm. you." Um, 
I'm having an issue. Like, how would you, if you could think of one scenario um, without naming the person, what was the scenario and how did you handle it? Um, well, you know, nowadays we have so much going on with bullying. Correct. Um, so I've had a couple of the young people come to me talking. Like, you, I can tell people, like, when you're real standoffish, like you sit back and you just look, you don't want to interact. I was like that myself. Mm -hmm. And I've dealt with bullying before it was even called bullying in school. So I know all of those things. Okay, wait a minute. Something's going on. I can kind of reach you. So right. when they come to me, I can tell them, okay, well, look, you know, I went through that as well. It's not just something that you can just say, oh, well, pray about it. It'll be all right. Mm -hmm. No, you actually have to put in some work. You have to, to put in that work. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's not an easy thing to do. Right. But right. knowing that you have someone in contact with you that has been through the same thing, it makes it a little easier for you to deal with it. And that okay. way you can pursue and go further. Right. And that's oh. absolutely true. Now, another thing, the students. Now, say the child is, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12. They're in middle school. So are they able to go every year or do you have like a cutoff? For the amount of students you can take in or the amount of times they can come. So yeah. they can come from whatever year they start all the way up till the cutoff age. What's the cutoff age? There is no cutoff. We say middle to high school, but there's no cutoff age because like you said, too, if they want to come back the next year. OK, guess what? You've been through this program all these years. Now it's your time to mentor. Mm, absolutely. Yes. Look, absolutely. You're instilling that in you. So not only here, when you go back to your own church, your own right. school, in your own community, the stuff that you've learned here, or take it back. Somebody else. Exactly. Absolutely. We've had kids that have been on some, they, after the conference was over, it was like, look, I had such an amazing time. They bring friends back the next year. And then the next year they bring friends back. So, yeah. So, yeah, that I, I know if it was me it, and that was my program, I would feel, you know, just like you, you know, like when you see, you know, you, you went from 50 kids to 500 kids mm. and then you only got to take care of them for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it gets no, it, it's no more perfect than, than that, Yeah. you know, but, um, do you stay in contact with some of the kids like throughout, like some of them, you know, I'm like, yeah. like you said, some of them may be going through some things. So you might kind of want to check up, check up on them throughout the year, mm -hmm. or you just kind of just like deal with them while they're there and pray with them. And I'm going about their way. No, we try to stay. She said, let them go about their way. <laughs> <laughs> We definitely stay in contact. What we do, we um, make sure that we get um, all phone numbers, emails, okay. social media handles. We have a Facebook and a, um, Instagram page that we all try to stay in contact with, Perfect. putting up content, letting them know, hey, the conference is coming back. They can DM us, of course. Mm -hmm. um, we will give out our phone numbers because, you know, if you want to call, talk to us, pray, then let's do that. Um, I actually did mental health for my full-time job that I have now. Um, I started in 2008 as a day treatment counselor. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, some of those youth that I mentored, I'm still in contact with now. Because okay. we, we've we de developed that relationship, relationship and they know right. no matter what, you can reach out to Mr. Wilson. I'm always going to be here for you. Right. They know Mr. Wilson going to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. But hey, I mean, yeah. hey, I'm here. That's that's yeah. what I'm here for. God puts us here to be a help to everyone. So Okay, so you say you do mental health now too? That um, That's your day job, mental health. My day job, I, yes, agape counseling and therapeutic services. I started in 2008 as a day treatment counselor. Mm -hmm. And from there, I transitioned because um, I did not go to school for mental health. I am not a 
Okay. So let's get, let's get that straight. Okay. Because right, I was going to say, hold on, Lord. What are you oh, trying no, to no, say? No, 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 no. We had three, four people up here. Yeah, all and they all mental health. health. Like, like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, on, I saw like, the last podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We need So you transitioned to? To actually to be the um, executive administrator of the company. Okay. Um. So while I was there, eventually I got to the point where, you know, my old supervisor and I just weren't seeing eye to eye anymore. Gotcha. Um, and it got to the point where I was literally like, y'all let me or I'm going to quit. And mm -hmm. that's just going to be that. Um, but not me not knowing that people were putting my name in the ears of the owners saying, okay, Mr. Wilson does this, Mr. Wilson does that. Right. I wasn't doing anything to try to get that. I was just trying to do my job. Right. Um, but when they heard that I was kind of quit, they was like, wait a minute, no, because we need some help. Mm -hmm. um, they are two black entrepreneurs as well, two black women um, that started this business. Um, and they never had an assistant. They were basically doing everything on everything their own. And when you have there. such a large company, you can't do everything yourself because sure then can. things will fall in the cracks. Sure so they was like, we heard about your organizational skills and whatnot. We want to bring you on as our assistant. So that's how I transitioned out of the actual counseling in the field, field yeah. mm -hmm. into the administration part. Um, but any job that I've ever had, for some reason, I've always transitioned to administration. administration. That's one of the giftings that God has given me. So, so you actually, or, you're organized. I am OCD to the max. Like if I walk in my house, I'm one of those people that I can just stop at the door like something's off. Something off, yeah. And I'm not going <laughs> to sleep until I find what it is. Put it back in place. Yeah, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm that move, particular. And yeah, move, and move forward. Well, I'm enjoying this conversation thus far, but we got to pay some bills right quick. You know, and um, so hold on to your thought, Ms. Goldgood. I see your wheels turning. It's a celebration. It's going down February the 3rd, 2022. The grand opening of Renee's Restaurant and Lounge, 156 West Washington Street, Suffolk, VA. Good food, drinks, theme nights like Taco Thursday, Pastor Mike Sunday brunch. Come on, y'all. Come feed your soul. Renee's Restaurant and Lounge. That's right, y'all. If y'all in Suffolk or you in Hampton Roads, you're not too far. You know, when you feel like letting your hair down, well, your hair, you don't have a haircut or whatever, you want to chill. Um, February the 3rd, Renee's Restaurant and Lounge will be open. Okay. 156 West Washington Street, Suffolk, VA. So, Actually, and it's yeah. for 40 and up. You, you can't, I'm telling you, it's going to be the spot for Suffolk for us older people. Okay. Because, you know, the younger people with the pants hanging down won't be in there. I can't stand it. No. I can't need to. I, and when no, I see them, I, I get nervous. Right. And that's, and that's sad. Yeah. But let's get back to our topic. So I wanted to know, in three to five years, where do you see yourself and what do you see yourself doing? Um, in three to five years, I will be completely working for myself with my business, um, okay. Anthony Designs, and traveling as much as possible. Mm. Uh, I, I think that seemed to be the thing for everybody. Everybody says traveling. traveling. Yeah, I, I, yes. I stay on the road as much as possible. That's my getaway from mm -hmm. everything. Right. Um, and so since COVID came, like, so for the month of March every year, I take the the whole entire month off from everything and I just travel, just do me. Oh, wow. That's good. Well, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> 
Tell the Lord, thank you. Right. But see, the thing is, like, all year long, I'm doing everything for everybody else. I'm okay. involved in so much. And you have to get to a point when you're like that, you have to make yourself stop. Like, look, right. you're going to burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's my time to just focus on me, me and my brother. Like I said, I have a twin brother. We plan- He's not like me at all. You know? Oh, yeah. I- so y'all night and day? To a degree. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no we're definitely we have the twin thing like okay you know how you say some twins they can they know when something's going on okay so i can be thinking the song he'll just start singing it or in the opposite and all that kind of stuff we can start talking at the same time get ready to say the same thing we got it like that so are are y'all identical no we're fraternal okay yeah okay but yeah, I am the one that's like, if I get something in my head that needs to be done, I'm going to do it right then. Mm-hmm. Him, he'll get to it when he get to it. <laughs> so he's <laughs> a procrastinator a little bit. Or he just takes his time. He takes his time. He I won't proves. say he's a procrastinator. Okay. Yeah. Um, We're different in the aspect of, I hate school. Although oh. I push school to every, I push mm-hmm. education to everybody. Mm-hmm. Know what type of education works for you, though. Correct. Right. So, yeah. like I said, when I graduated from high school, I didn't want to go to a four-year college. I was like, this is too much. I just got out of 12 years of school here. I, I got, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that. So, that's why I went to ITT okay. um, Tech. My mm-hmm. brother, he actually got a scholarship to Johnson & Wales University, a full okay. ride um, okay. from yeah, he did a, a competition where we were at Great Bridge High School. Um, and now he's actually pursuing his doctorate degree. Oh, so wow. I'm pushing him like, look, I'm in your corner. Yeah, do yeah, it because yeah. I ain't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy where I, I got the knowledge that I need for right now. Right. Yeah. But when my kids that I mentor, I'm like I say, I'm pushing education. But one of the things like going back to what mm-hmm. we do, although we do professions like doctors, lawyers, and all that kind of stuff. And we mm-hmm. actually bring in different colleges to help um, them navigate, okay, you might want to go to this university. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But we also push, okay, everybody's not meant to go to a four-year school. Right. right. Absolutely. Some people go to tech school. We still need electricians, um, construction workers, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Because if you really look at it, a lot of folks that go to school and get all these degrees and stuff. They don't work in a field. Right. They don't work in, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's because their parents push them. No, you have to go to school. You have to go to school, which that that's great. But don't force me to go to school for a degree that I don't want. And right. I'm never going to use. Right. So that's what I like about what we do as well. We help them to find the niche so you're not wasting time. Some people go to Tidewater Community it's College. it's well. wasting time. It's wasting money, well, too. That, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you send it to trying to pay for something you didn't even want. Or you in school and you transfer um what you your major three, four times right. while you're there. Yeah. And right. you go from, from four years to twelve years and then you still come out <laughs> and network. No. Yeah. I, don't give me all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh-uh. Yeah, because you know, and I, I'm I'm with you on that. Um I, and I think a lot of parents they do push school on their kids, but I'm like, you know your kid. Yeah. Right. So why would you want to push that child to go to school when he or she had problems in the lower school. Right. So when they go to, and a lot of times when they go to college, they don't, they're not ready. They're not mentally ready. Mm-hmm. You have to be mentally ready for something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I love about my parents. They never forced us to do anything. They instilled at us. You need an education. Correct. By mm-hmm. far. 
but they didn't tell us you have to go here. No, you're out of high school now. You have to do this. You mm-hmm. have to no. They allowed us to make the decisions and then they pushed us towards what we said what we wanted to do. Okay. So okay. that's what made it easier for me. Um with my business that I have. Mm-hmm. I that's not even something that I thought that I wanted to do. So growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, when you're elementary school, you give a kid a, a piece of paper and a crayon, they draw and mm-hmm. they give you, hey, mommy, this is you. <laughs> I wasn't that kid at all. Me either. Yeah. But you give me a piece of paper and a pencil and then I'm coming back. Look at my floor plan. Oh, I'm wow. drawing houses and all that kind of stuff. I remember when we got our like first. Architect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I remember when we first got our first computer, it was actually DOS. A lot of people don't know about right. that. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was just yeah. a word process, just a green yeah. screen with a flashing light. Yeah. That's In true. elementary school, I figured out how to get on the computer, hold the um the button down, and get a straight line. Mm-hmm. Then I went over and figured out how to use a capital I and go down, then how many spaces to go to the next. And before you know it, I'm printing stuff off and taking to look, look at my floor plan. And my parents are like, What wait, what is this? Yeah. How do you know how to do yeah. this? But my mind would just work different. So mm-hmm. even coming up yeah. in school, was, I didn't mesh with everybody because I wasn't thinking like everybody else. I never knew what an architect was. All I knew is this is what I wanted to do. Right. So that's what when I graduated from high school, when ITT Tech came around, my parents were actually taking my youngest brother there because he wanted to go to into the electrical program. Okay. I didn't know that they had CAD and what all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff was. But when I heard, it, I was like, okay, and I didn't got to go to school for four years. Yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what I went to. Um, when I graduated in 99, I actually went into naval architecture, mm-hmm. designing and the shipboard outfitting for aircraft carriers. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started in the architecture field, even though my desire was to actually do residential commercial. Mm-hmm. Um September 11th happened and you know mm-hmm. we were government mm-hmm. funded so all of our right. funding was taken away so basically I lost my job, job. Yeah. but I had a cousin who was an actual architect mm-hmm. he allowed me to come in and sit with him and then that's when I learned the residential side and to this day I can drive down the street and I can look at certain churches buildings and stuff and I'm just like I drew the plans for that and wow. I, people, people don't know that I was like wow yeah no, oh, I can see wow. you different from me because I'd be like, you know what? Oh, New Jerusalem. I I drew that. Yeah. <laughs> I drew that. Like it, trust and believe. It was just you know a couple of acres of land. I drew that. So you but you're so humble, which is a good thing. But like mm-hmm. I said, you know, this is your season. It's, it's time to walk out front yeah. and receive it. Now you said that you you were you did architect. You you know you were architect, but your business is Clothing. Clothing. Mm-hmm. So how that came about. Right. I'm like, hold on. And I'm thinking like, well, maybe because he's drawing his clothes. So maybe that's how it all blended in because he design. Well, <laughs> when when while I was working for my cousin, he could not bring on any actual employees. Okay. He was a, a, a Small business. Yeah, small business. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was working for him, just getting knowledge. Basically, right? He would give me a couple of hundred dollars a, a week just to say thank you so much, and that was great. But it got to the point where I'm like, look, I need some benefits. Yeah, yeah. So 
I started substitute teaching for Suffolk Public Schools. And oh, that's really? how I actually got into, yes, Nazareth River High School. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where I oh, was. Oh, that's my old school. Oh, see, I was over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So from there is how I transitioned into Agape, where I am currently. Okay. Um, because I had so many years of working with kids there. That's what qualified me to work with them on the mental health the mental side. Health. Okay. Okay. Um, but I'm always the type of person, even though I'm state in the background, mm-hmm. I express myself through the way that I dress or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, coming up in church, you know, there was certain <laughs> things you, you couldn't right. do. Right. You got to be holy. You know? <laughs> so, so it wasn't a rebellious thing, but a lot of people, people that know me now, nobody remembers actually what I used to look like when I had hair. Okay. So look, I used to I'm have looking at your head like I like I can, right. I can remember. <laughs> I had a hair, a head full of hair, mm-hmm. and I used to dye it. It's been dyed like every color that you can think of. What? Yeah, people wouldn't think like what? It, yeah. So that's how I express myself yeah. through we, okay. my hair. Okay. But it's a hereditary thing in my family. A lot of us men, we lose our hair, so you don't ain't gotten it now. So from yeah. there, what I did, one of my good friends that he's actually one of my mentors now, um, Ruben Riddick, he moved to New York to go to fashion design school. And so while he was there, I was getting him to make me different outfits and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, But in 2008, he made the decision, I just want to focus on women's clothes. And I'm sorry, that's it. And I was like, no, I don't (laughs) have any, what am I going to do? So I was walking through a store one day Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw down on the little end cap, a little miniature sewing machine, like one of the kids sewing machines. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know what? Let me try this. Mm-hmm. So I, I, the machine was only like 20 some dollars. I brought the machine. I went to the fabric store, got some fabric and I got a pattern. And when I went to the house, I opened the pattern up and I just immediately started screaming. <laughs> I know I, I would have been what, but the thing was, when oh, yeah. I opened it, I was like, I have blueprints. I have blueprints. My mm-hmm. architectural background, right. that's all I saw. Oh, I got blueprints. Wow. I know how to look at a blueprint, and I can go out and build a house because mm-hmm. I know how to look at the blueprints. Mm-hmm. So right. I equated that to the patterns for the sewing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You have to have your pattern, your blueprint. You get your materials. You, you cut them out, and then you put them together. Right. So that's yeah, how yeah, that kind of meshed. But the thing was, too. I didn't know how to sew. Exactly. That's all I'm going to say. But did you know how to sew? I, right. know, I know, I understand you knew the blueprint, but when it comes to that machine, did you know anything about that right. machine? That's what no. I was waiting for that part. <laughs> yeah. So when I started on that, I tell you, it was some of the ugliest stuff <laughs> that you would ever. And I'm frustrated, but people tell me the machine does the work. You just put the materials in there, okay. let the machine do the work. So okay. once I got that, I said, okay. So I am a proud graduate of YouTube University. I second that. Yes. So when I get my mindset to something, nothing's going to stop me from doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to put in these young people too. I will ask somebody, okay, look, I'm trying to learn this. Can you show me? Right. They say, okay, I'll do it. And they go back. If I see them second time, look, I asked you, can, I'm not going to ask the third time. Oh, I heard I'm, you, Mr. Wilson. Yeah. I'm going to get up and find out myself. That's right. There's so much information out here. Anything you want to do, you want to know, get on the internet. Right. Find right. out. You may not have the 
I, I didn't go to school to learn how to be a fashion designer. I went on YouTube and I taught myself. Now, people all over everywhere. I was like, look, I love this. Can you make me this? It blew my mind the first time someone saw my work and was like, I want you to make me one. Because I'm saying, okay, I'm looking at it. See, from the outside, stuff mm. looks good. Right. But what I was taught, you need to flip that thing inside out and see what it looks like on the inside because that's going to tell right. you the real story. How was exactly. it constructed and all this? I'm mm -hmm. like, you looking at this, but you ain't seeing how I had to piece it together in here. To Let me, and you, you know what? I don't mean to cut across you, but you know what? You have, you are exactly right because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a laugh about it now, but I, I had somebody make me something and it looked good on the outside, but mm -hmm. when I tell you everything and this mama was hanging, and, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, mm -hmm. to where it's like, it made me not want to use anybody else, just buy mm -hmm. from the store. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, I can't, you know, I can't do that. Maybe it was just, maybe it didn't take his time. Maybe it was just him. So yeah, that's definitely true. Everything was falling apart. And what I tell everybody, so for instance, this, my clothing line, was a vision that was given to me. Um, actually, I'm born and raised in church. My mm -hmm. former pastor, Superintendent Whitey Thurgood, we were in church one day. Mm -hmm. And while he was preaching, he actually called me out, called me up front. He said, God has a word for you. In front of everybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you just walked, you just got up he boldly. Said, yeah. no, the, one, the one that sits back and don't want to get up just got up right. boldly. But understand this. If I'm around people that I know, you are my community. Okay. I, I look, anybody, like if you were to talk to anybody out on the street that will see me, they would say, oh, Dave is a cut up for real. But right. if I'm around people, I don't know. Like, yo, when I came in and sat and we just started talking, I mm -hmm. could get a little feel. Okay. It's now good. I'm good. Yeah. But originally <laughs> I was like, I'm, I, you don't know how many times I've got to pick up the phone and say, look, I'm sorry, emergency came up. I can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm that type of person. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, so he called me up and he's like, you God has a word for you. And he told me what it was. And then mm -hmm. at the end of it, he said, it's like a tailor-made suit. Just ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. He released me. I went back to my seat. He went off to somebody else and was talking. And he stopped in the middle and turned to me. God keeps saying it's like a tailor-made suit. Just ask for what you want. I was like, yes, sir. I got you. Mm -hmm. He went on again and turned to me again. He said, it's like a tailor-made suit. God keeps telling me to tell you, just ask for what you want. It's yours. Just ask for right. it. And so I went on and went on about my business and whatnot. And it wasn't until later on when my friend told me that he wasn't doing women, men's clothing anymore that mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I want my own clothing line. Right. And then immediately my mind went to what he told me. Right. Ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, God, this is what I want. Now, was I was get back to what you said. Mm -hmm. Just because God gives you a vision for something, that doesn't mean that it's immediately for right then. Right. That's right. right. He right. gives you a picture of what's to come, mm -hmm. but now it's time for you to put in the put work. In the work. Right. Absolutely. So some people they say, okay, I'm gonna be a fashion designer or whatever it is, and they immediately say, okay, I'm gonna go put this together and I'm gonna start selling this. No, it don't work like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to put in some work and, mm -hmm. and especially something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Think about it. There are clothes everywhere. Yeah. Number one, what's going to set your stuff apart from everybody, everybody else? else yeah. What's going to make them say, I want to buy that versus going to the next person? Mm -hmm. So you got to look at all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and that's one of the things I'm also mentoring in the fashion. I have a couple of people that have come to me that was like they wanted to learn how to sew and get. So I've worked with them to do that, pushing them towards their goals, too. But that's what I'm pushing everybody. You got to take your time and perfect your craft. Exactly. Like, that. But you know what, though? That's what a lot of us don't do. Mm -hmm. We see like if I see you and you, you know, you, you're doing now your clothes just for men. Right. Yes. OK. So I see you and I see your suits and stuff looking good. And I just started yesterday. But I want right. my suits to look, to look like yours. It doesn't right. happen like that. Right. People want to start right where you are. But it's, right. all, it's that instant microwavable stuff everybody mm -hmm. wants to do. You know, they want it to be instant. They don't want to put it in the oven and put let it work. slow cook or right. anything. They want it right then and right there and think it's supposed to pop. Right. And there yeah. are some people that actually look up and do that. Right. And it works. Mm -hmm. But that's not the norm for everybody. It's, it's not. not right. Absolutely. And Miss Gogan, you're you're exactly right. But that's the world that we're living in now. It's the microwavable world. Mm -hmm. We want everything then and there. We don't want to wait. And just like when you were saying um about when God showed when He shows you the vision, He gives you a glimpse. Right. And then the rest is you put in the work and then have that faith, right? Yes. But a lot of us is like. We want to see the whole 80 inch mm -hmm. right then and there. And then expect tomorrow we wake up and we have thousands of hundreds, you know, in the bank. But it doesn't work like that. And God purposely gives you pieces to ensure that as mm. you go along, you have to depend mm. on him for what is the next step? What is right. the next step? Absolutely. God will not give you a vision without. I've heard someone say this isn't me, but mm -hmm. God will not give you a vision without giving you provision. So everything that he tells you that he's going to do, he's always going to have something in line for you to pick up that's going to go along with your vision. Right. Not only that, he's going to have people strategically put in place so that as you're going along, I'm going to come in contact with this person. That's right. Okay, mm -hmm. they're going to give me this insight. I'm going to get this person. I'm going to get this insight. And it's mm -hmm. all going to come together so that eventually you're going to see exactly what it was that he showed you. Right. But by the time you see it right there, Guess what? He's showing you something else. Okay, now let's go further. Right. You trusted me enough to get to this point. Now let me take you to the next part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm, you now, just said a whole word. And and mm. actually, let me let me tell you something. You did. And you just stepped on all of my toes. But it <laughs> but it was a it was a good step. It was a good step because um what I'm learning is that, you know, in my prayer and um learning to ask God for those people. Yes. Too. And then have a <clears throat> spirit of discernment mm -hmm. as well, because yeah. that's very important. And it's like now, and it's like a battle though, because you like when you when you when you have a vision and you, you know you're going through whatever it is your your personal journey is, it seems like it can get stressful because you're trying to figure out which way to go. Mm -hmm. And I guess mm -hmm. it's because you're on your own agenda then. Mm -hmm. But once right. you get in line with God, it's like, okay. Turn it over to him and let allow him to do, and then you just walk along with them. Right, right. So I guess it's it's a part of learning. It's, it's a part of learning, and it is also a part of a relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like with you two, you two, I'm sure are quite like sisters. You can go to her and say, "I want to do X, Y, and Z," and you can mm -hmm. depend on her to be there to help you get there. It's the same way with God. God, I want this, or you showed me this. Now I'm going to be have the faith to allow you. To do what you do. That's right. right. That's and right. while you're doing that, I'm going to be working on my end to make sure that I'm ready. So when you bring that here, I can walk right into it. Exactly. 
it's, you know, this it. is nothing but all confirmation because I was just speaking with this with another guy and we were talking about um, being ready. You know, and not mm-hmm. getting ready. Mm-hmm. Right. A, lot, a lot of us don't want to put in the work, but we want to say we, we're ready. Right. And God right. doesn't give it to us because he know that we're not ready. ready. Yeah. That's like somebody saying, God, I want you to give me a million dollars. Well, what did you do with the thousand dollars that I gave you? Exactly. I can't trust you with that because you ain't even being a good steward over this mm-hmm. little yet. Now, so now, mm-hmm. that's her over there. She she is good for saying that. Mm-hmm. God, I ain't going to bless you. You ain't a good steward over that's, what you already mm-hmm. got. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's true. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. That is so true. Okay, so you're 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 doing the clothes. Um, you're doing the mentoring. Now, you say you like to travel. You want to travel even more. But what are two or three things that people don't know about you just by looking at you? Well, I, everyone thinks I mean, and the reason behind that is I'm always. Anytime you see me, I usually have a straight face, looking mm-hmm. very stern. Right. You you did when I walked in. Yes, I was <laughs> right. late. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. I know I'm late, but who is this? I had to ask him, well, who are you? Because he was looking like, you late and I'm running. I'm look, like, I'm early. <laughs> well, that's not what that look was for. However, when like you just like that, people see me all the time and they immediately think I'm the meanest person in the world. But it's quite okay. the opposite. What people don't realize is I'm involved with so much. My mind is constantly going, going, going. This is the next thing I got to do. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. If I don't constantly run stuff in my head Mm -hmm. and make it make sense in my head, Mm -hmm. then I can't be effective in doing it when I go out. So You're talking about me, aren't you? Because look, that's why I was late. I had to call. I was sitting there just thinking and doing stuff. And I was just running. I had a whole thing running through my head. Wasn't even paying attention to the clock, the phone, nothing. And all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, I got to be there. But then I'm sitting myself. I had to be there at 6, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm still doing what I'm doing. Then I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to leave here at 6. And then I had to say, girl, what are you talking about? <laughs> How you going to be there at 6 and leave? I said, yeah. my mind was somewhere else. But go ahead. Because <laughs> I know you're talking about me. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. So you are not me, even though that's how you look. You're, you're not me. Yeah. I even, even with my clothing line, I designed uh, my own D. Anthony bear. That's a mean looking bear. Mm-hmm. My, my brother, he can freehand anything. So I talked to him. I said, look, this is what I want. And he designed it for me. So when I do launch back out and I do my streetwear line, mm-hmm. I'm going to have my D. Anthony mean bear come out. Okay. That represents me. Okay. Um, so, so you said your streetwear. So mm-hmm. now you do, what kind of wear you do now? Well, I do more, um, casual wear okay um so let's see when i originally started the clothing line my mindset is i'm more of you wouldn't think to look at now but mm-hmm. more of the preppy type okay the tommy hill figure and all that kind of stuff that's the style that i want okay um when i started i actually had a couple of friends that wanted me to make things so i'm a part of the church of god in christ um oh, every coach year yeah, coach I known. yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was messing with you. so one of my first friends um his name is devon mickey okay he, oh yeah you know devon. yes okay so he you know right now devon what well, he used to be mm-hmm. a, a large guy right and but he was always impeccably dressed so when he heard that i made stuff he was like you know dave i'm tired of getting stuff out the store that's just not me i you know i want something more lively Mm-hmm. So I started doing stuff for him. Now he came to me when I first started. So you know, mm-hmm. 
I'm like, okay, Devon, I can do it, but um, look, we got to work on this. I'm I'm learning as I go. Right. He's like, I don't care. Make it for me. I'm gonna wear it. Mm-hmm. And he was my biggest pusher then. I think I, we probably did like fifty some shirts for him. Wow. Yeah, every time you turn around, he said, I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. And you were doing it. And doing that. Yeah. He would always post, and people would be like, Oh, that's amazing. Um. Then my other friend, my brother Patrick Riddick, he, okay. yeah, he directs with our national choir. Mm-hmm. So one year they said they want something African. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I know everybody's going to go to the vendors and buy all the same stuff. I want something different. Anybody that knows Patrick, you know Patrick. Right. He ain't mm-hmm. going to be like everybody else. Yeah, he will stand out. Yeah. yeah. So he came to me and I made him something and he went and he posted it. And he, I saw the post. Mm-hmm. I went to sleep. I woke up the next day. I had over 200 friend requests. Wow. Then I went to work. I came back. I had like 60 DMs. Look, I need you to make X, Y, and Z. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. What is this? Mm-hmm. I said, Patrick, who are these people? Mm-hmm. He said, look, because I made him something for just about every day. And he wore okay. something different. He was like, look, every single day that I walk down these halls, people are literally stopping me. Like, where did you get that? I want one of those. He right. was like, look, dude, get ready because these people are coming. Overflow. It, it was. Mm-hmm. And that was really a shock to me. That was like, wait, okay. A lot of people don't know that with my business, it's just me. Mm-hmm. I do. I shop for the fabric. I do the cutting. I do the sewing. I do the packaging. I do the shipping. Everything is just me. One-man show. Yeah. That's so now that people are ordering, they're ordering like four or five things at a time. And then when people come, look, I want this. I'm too. Don't call me at the last minute. Right. Right. <laughs> Some people I will go the extra mile because of the relationship that we have, and mm-hmm. I'll do so. But everybody, I'm like, no, I I can't do that. That's right. Y- y'all not gonna kill me. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God I've now another new mentor that I have named Mr. David President. I was able to partner with him, and through my partnership with him, I so. Going back to that where I started, mm-hmm. African stuff is what really started getting people to come to me. Okay. Now, my vision was the Tommy Hilfiger type. Right. Okay. Yeah. But this mm-hmm. is, goes back to what I was saying. It's good for you to have a relationship with God and let him do in the leading. Right. I did that one shirt for him in the African attire and thinking it was just going to be a one-off. Mm-hmm. But now everybody that comes to me they want all African inspired stuff. That's oh. what really put me out there. Like, look, right. come to that. I was oh, okay. At stuff. Yeah, okay. Now, yeah. okay. Now I see. So that wasn't my vision, but that was God was like, look, I'm gonna get you there, but this is how I'm gonna do it. Right, right. Trust me enough to go through this. And so I me, like I say, I love bright, bold patterns, anything. I don't care what it is, I'm gonna wear it. And didn't know that there was a real market out there for people for that it. wanted mm-hmm. the same thing, especially mm-hmm. me. A lot of men, you know, you don't want right and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff but times are changing now people don't care definitely, no more. like right. let definitely me stand right. up these guys right. dressing better than the women now. yeah, yeah. They, you yeah. you know and you see him in church you be like hey pastor so-and-so he clean and she looking yeah. like she belonged to a um <laughs> hole in his church you know and he 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 clean yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely definitely times have definitely changed yeah everybody you know um is doing them and mm-hmm. that's you know and that's that's cool too so yeah. at this point, oh sorry, ahead, Gams. Ahead, so you started off 
with your plan, your business plan was one thing, the mm-hmm. preppy, mm-hmm. but it was putting you on the map and getting you to work. Mm-hmm. It's African print. That's right. 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 So have you transition to start doing adding more of the preppy into your um collection yes now that i have actually partnered with mr president now i actually have access to a manufacturer oh so where it used to be me doing everything mm-hmm. i don't necessarily have to do that anymore i can take the measurements and send the information but this is opening the door for me to do full tailor-made suits right and everything going to ask you about going towards all that coats anything i can really Focus more on the design, mm-hmm. and that way I can put more stuff out there. Okay. But so what about women wear? Are you planning or thinking that you might? Honestly and truly, I have absolutely no desire to do women's fashion. <laughs> and he, here's my thing with <laughs> That's that. Awesome. Now, now, outside of my mother yeah. and my sister, Toledo. Hey, y'all, because I know they're watching. <laughs> um, but the thing, so with my tunics. Tunics are basically long shirts. They're more right, of the right. African styles, okay? Mm-hmm, right. So I've had several several of my sisters come to me and say, hey, I want to dress. I'm like, I, I, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But a tunic is basically a long shirt. A long shirt. Mm-hmm. Get you some pearls. Get you a belt. Right. Wrap it around you. Yeah, going about your business. Yeah. Right. So all the ladies came to me and I told them that and no one ever actually followed up. But my current pastor's wife came to the studio with him one day and when he mm-hmm. was picking up his shirt, she said, let me try this on. She went in there and tried it on. She said, wait a minute. I can wear this. Mm-hmm. So she picked out some fabric. I made her a tunic. And if you actually go to my Instagram, you can see her up there. She's standing in the street with a big blue floral. It looks like a dress, but it's actually a men's shirt. shirt. Oh, wow. yeah. okay. She put her hat on. She did it up. She put her necklace and all that on. Mm-hmm. You would never know that it was a man's shirt. So I tell women all the time, I'm not necessarily going to design specifically for women. But there are options for you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now give me two pet peeves of yours. <laughs> I definitely hate procrastination. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't, you don't do well with that. Not at all. And then I hate having to ask more than twice for anything. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're yeah, I said that before. He, yeah, he believed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I believe him on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I asked yeah. you once. Okay, yeah. twice. Yeah. Curtis, three times. And especially it if you happening. say, yes, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I have to come back and ask you again. And, and I understand when things come up, that that's something. But when I know for sure that there ain't nothing going on and you just sitting back procrastinating and all that, right. that burns me up. And I won't use you anymore. <laughs> I definitely understand. Well, I have enjoyed you thus far. I mean, I have really enjoyed you. And the whole thing is I was sitting here thinking, like, you know, you were nervous coming in. And but look, it's been an hour already. Really? It's been mm-hmm. an hour. See? Oh wow. It's like that when you're having fun and you and you know, and you're you're vibing and you're right. speaking about and me. you did good talking about it yourself did. the whole time. Did. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> but one of your titles you forgot to tell people though that title that I asked you about earlier, <laughs> the COO for your church. Yes, oh, I am yeah. now currently the chief operations officer for my church, New Jerusalem Church of God in Christ. Um, That's okay. And what, what is that? I handle the day-to-day operations of the ministry. Mm. Yeah. So, how do you make time for all that you 
handling the day-to-day operations for the ministry, you the executive um, administrator for um, your day job. Then you also, you're a designer. Then you do the mentor, although the mentorship is only once a year, but you still have to prepare. Right. And then especially when you have that many students coming, you really have to prepare. It's a lot, but it also comes with knowing how to prioritize. Mm -hmm. Um, There are certain things that you know you got to get done right. That's what I said. A lot of times when I'm sitting there, I may be looking mean, but I just have stuff going. This is what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, But it honestly does take a special kind of person to be able to do all of that. To balance it. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the further that I go, especially when I start pursuing my business more Mm -hmm. i am starting to scale back with other things so like Mm -hmm. for instance my full-time job um actually february the first i am going part-time okay um and it's not something that's easy for me to do because i absolutely love my job i Mm -hmm. love what i do i love administration i love being there to help everyone else Mm -hmm. however the more you do for someone else the less time you have to focus on your own so with my church, even though I'm the COO now, I am actually working with others to try and get them into place. Okay, everything shouldn't fall on one person. Right. right? That's why right. you have different people to focus on different areas so you can further do that. So once I get other people in place to in be place, able to do so that, right. mm-hmm. then I can step back from that a little bit more. And then I will have even more time to focus on it eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. Yourself, right. Yeah. right. So yeah. Well, that, it, seems, it seems like you have it all planned out because, and you know, definitely, definitely, when you prepare those around you so that it can, the ship can float without you. Right. Mm-hmm. So and that's that what people need to know about their business stuff. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you have the vision, but you have people that come on to work with you. Right. You got to know how to let certain things go so that right. you can focus on the next part of the vision to ensure that it keeps going. Right. Which is hard. It, it is hard, it's especially hard. when it it's your baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It's very hard. But um, I wanted to, Oh, wait a minute. Let me let me say this before I go. Um, David is worth his weight in gold. Don't know what we would do without him at New Jerusalem. That's from what um I guess it's your, your pastor. Why do oh, yeah, that's my pastor. Hey pastor. Hey pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your pastor. So I had to let you know that before we go. But we um I definitely want to thank you for coming by because not only did you talk about your what you're doing far as a youth um you talked about ministry as well so mm-hmm. and everything basically lined up mm-hmm. so hopefully somebody will get something out of this message and that's for me the episode that's why i want people to take away something i want yeah. people to be empowered to be inspired you know so um he said hey hey <laughs> <laughs> hopefully um someone will take something away from this episode tonight that no matter what you you can you can do it. You can do yeah, it. Definitely. So let's go get it. What did you take away from tonight? That's exactly what I took away from it. That you know, although you and I and I also felt like he was talking about me because my <laughs> my mind stay going. I'd be like in the days, like, hey, you see me? Yeah, I see you, but I don't see you because my mind mm-hmm. is just thinking about everything else. But at the same time, I did. I took away from you how everything lined up for you actually. How you started out young, drawing, you want to be an architect, but although you didn't, you know, continue to feel as an architect, you are actually still designing. You're designing Absolutely. the life of young people, 
you're designing your clothing line, you're designing the, the life for your day job, you know, then you're designing for the church. So you still designing stuff because you're organizing, you're putting it in the place, you're connecting the dots. Right. You get what if saying? I can, I definitely want to say mm-hmm. this. Nothing that you've ever gone through or done mm-hmm. is lost. Right. Just right. because you pursued something and it didn't work, maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. for that time. Or right. even like me, going to school for architecture. Mm-hmm. I still do architecture design. Mm-hmm. However, it was a setup for me to do years passed between me doing architecture and this mm-hmm. and i honestly got to one point where i was like you know what well, the architecture thing is just gone yeah but when i opened that pattern mm-hmm. everything came right back yep so don't ever think that just because something is dormant now that it's just the same like we do with the kids Dams will arise. It's just, it's a dream. It's not dead. It's just sleep. It's just right. sleep. And you just had to wake up. Right. But although you, you might have, you know, woke up your, you know, Dams reading the blueprint or, you know, your architectural dream, you still doing it. You just right. doing it in a different way. Different exactly. Manner, right. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you, you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. He, you're absolutely correct. He's mm-hmm. doing it not his way. Right. But he's God's doing the way, way. God's way. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's definitely God's will because. I mean, it's making it's making it's making room for you. It, it, oh, yeah. it is, yes. It, it, uh-huh. And they said that your gifts will your gifts will make room for you. So mm. that's exactly okay. what it's doing. And I'm excited. Like I'm excited because I'm like now I know some. Oh, so you make women's clothes. So forget that one. I'm gonna say, well, now now I know somebody that that we that I can. But you call. might can make a blazer. I'm thinking a blazer oh, or yeah. something. Actually, because you can that do that a can blazer for me. Yeah. Since I have the means now for the manufacturer, that's definitely something that can be done. However, I will link you all with some reputable people that I do know that do women's clothing that mm-hmm. you yeah, you definitely yeah. be happy with. Well, we, we definitely have enjoyed you. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm, I took away a lot from tonight mm-hmm. and um, I've learned a lot, you know, and it's good to be a student sometimes. Well, hold on, Gam, I need to say this right quick before you close it out because I know once you finish talking, you close it, slam out. <laughs> I mean, like once you finish talking, y'all, she go right into the song. But okay, for the mentorship for people um with their kids, mm-hmm. how can they tell them again? How can they enroll their kids for next year? You can find us on Facebook or Instagram, Arise Youth Conference. You can actually go to my Facebook page if you would like, and I can send you the information directly. Um, mm-hmm. we do have registration that opens up every year before the conference. Mm-hmm. So we have an idea of who wants to come, what classes you want to make sure that we have all that provided. So someone in Suffolk with their kid, are they able to enroll their kid and just drive them on yes. over to him? Okay, so they can't yeah. be from other There okay. is no, we've had people come from out of town to the conference. Okay. So yeah, wow. it's, so it's, it's open it's to like everyone. Big, okay. Like yes. Okay, so, so y'all get like, those kids so enrolled. Hold on, let me ask you this. So the, before we go, and Miss Go Get is where I will just shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it's like um, the way I'm I'm thinking of your, your of you guys conferences is it something like the annual conference that, that you guys have or is it the Kojic? What what is it called that y'all have every year? Yeah, that's our national convocation. National convocation. However, okay. that is more geared towards services. The, services, the saints okay. coming back together to okay. get rejuvenated in your, your reformation. Okay. However, with us, we're more although we do have the spiritual side, mm-hmm. we focus heavily on the educational side as well. Okay. Okay. So you're getting both parts of that mixed in. Mm-hmm. So it's still like the other conferences too, you know, they break out into their day sessions that have like classes or whatever area. So yeah, okay. it's it's kind of like the same thing. Okay. Okay. So before before we go, can you please um 
tell us, like, give us like your experience with us tonight, like far as we again made a podcast. Like, how did you feel like? And and we're not gonna beat you up. Oh no. So I want I want you to be honest and let the viewers and listeners know how you felt. (laughs) (laughs) This was actually a great experience for me. Um, like I said, when I told y'all before, I watched y'all when y'all were back at the house. Right. Never having any idea that I would actually be sitting here as one of the people that y'all interviewed. But you all, I came in, you all made me feel welcome immediately when I came in. Right. Um, and that made a big difference. So it was easy for me to just chill. Mm-hmm. Me, all of my friends were like, don't worry, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you. I was, I actually came down here at 530. I know you said be here at 630, but right. I said, I want to see where the place is. Right. Then I went all the way back down to the other end of Suffolk. And I sat in the park. I actually drove oh, to a God. church. I pulled in the parking lot. I took my oil out my bag and anointed myself. I said, God, I, I, I'm about to call these folks and be like, look, I, emergency came up. I can't do it. Right. But I was like, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm like, it's last minute. Okay, what if they don't have another guest? So mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm not going to do that because I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me. Right. But Thank sitting you, here, this is this is amazing. Like like you said, mm-hmm. you know, your friend said, I think, don't worry, you want to do another one again. Yeah. I wouldn't, with y'all, I wouldn't mind doing another one. And we we would love to have you back because I, I, you know, I like when people come in, they'd be like, oh, I'm nervous. But I know once the first couple of minutes roll, I know God is going to move. So, and that's why we always pray and make sure we don't want to pour it. So, um, you came and you did your thing. Thank you. And I will say to you all, thank you all for this platform to put people forward because some people would never have the opportunity to be put out there like that where people know what's going on. Y'all are doing an amazing job. So kudos to y'all for this. Thank you. Thank Thank you. I definitely, I definitely appreciate it. Ms. Gogood, you got any last words? I know you probably want to say something else. No, I don't. So with that (laughs) being said, you got any last words? Mr. Wilson. (laughs) Uh, I pray that, like you said, something that was said would be inspiring to someone to Go back to those dreams, those books, those notes that you had, revisit them. You know, your needs praying, seek God for him to give you the direction of what to go to so that you can go pursue those dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that being said, guys, we're going to get on out here. We're going to end it with our theme song. Yes, he is coaches, so he know how to bop his head a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Listen up, everybody. Have you heard the news? We got a brand new show that's breaking all the rules. Started out from VA and now we on the move. From low so to global, cause we got something to prove. We came from the bottom, now we at the tippy top to hold it down for our people, cause we all we got. This is cold, cold world, but we keeping it hot. With our future on the line, ain't no time to stop. Work over here, so we, we having fun. Yeah, we say it like it is. Ain't no holding our tongue. Go get us on the team. Yeah, we're getting it done. Yeah, you number one. Turn into a vision. Is our mission. If you ain't about to change, mind your business. Wait Good night. Good night.